My name is Matt Brown. He's 33 years of age. He came within a few minutes of going to the finals last year. He took him to the finals in a bubble. He ain't playing. The man is coming to take you out. And what you gonna do, New York yeah. Knicks? I ain't wearing no damn orange and blue today. Just blue. The hell with the orange today. I don't want to hear nothing about no orange and blue skies. You in South Beach, what you gonna do? He trying to take you out. You Julius Randle, what's up? And let's start the show. And Beat bullies his way inside. Out to Harden for the three. Got it! going on everybody the world is a better place because you are here to join us my name is matt brown and i am the host of the productive conversations podcast it is tuesday may 9th 2023 it is springtime baby the spring is here memorial day is around the corner and so far so good is what they will say about the nba playoffs right here right now the second round of the playoffs have been a lot of fun to watch each series has plenty of avenues it can go to and each series has been a lot of fun for many different reasons whether you're the suns and the nuggets pushing through and trying to get to the conference finals where you have the lakers and the warriors with all the historic context that's taking place in the west with that matchup Knicks and Heat trying to make the most of what they could do in South Beach. The Knicks are trying to hold on. They are now down three games to one, and anything can happen there. And if Miami could get themselves back in a good spot to make their deep run continue. And of course, the Sixers and the Lakers, a series with buzzer beaters, a series with blowouts, a series that has pushing and shoving, and it is a series of who wants it more series tied at two wall they have played game five tonight and it's been a lot of fun watching that series so before we bring back the productive nba crew and talk all things nba playoffs here on may 9th 2023 i just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasted platforms and youtube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show at productiveconversationspodcast.com and don't forget to check us out in the world of social media we're on instagram at productive conversations podcast twitter at prod combo pod we're on tiktok at productive conversations and check us out on facebook as well productive conversations and look me up matt brown the digital creator in all of this so we have our crew tonight fresh faces alex young hayden adler and myself and we debate at the midpoint of the conference quarterfinals right now and yeah, there is a lot to talk about with these four series. Celtics and Sixers, Knicks and Heat, Warriors and Lakers and Suns and Nuggets. And in this Elite Eight, we are at a place where anything can happen. So that's what the focus on today's show is going to be about. Since anything can happen within these four matchups, the four of us go in and talk about this each series up until this point. So why don't we get into it? Let's talk all things NBA playoffs here on May 9th, 2023. Alex Hayden and Fresh Faces, it's your guys' turn. Let's talk playoffs. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. 
The NBA playoffs have been a great ride so far. All four series are competitive as they can be. So let's check in and talk about it. And let's see where this is going. The crew here today, tonight is Fresh Faces, Alex Young and Hayden Nather. Hello, gentlemen. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello. What's up? All right. So pretty like I said, all these series so far have been as good as it can get. We've had some overtime matches, some buzzer beaters, close to buzzer beaters, blowouts, and all of that in between. So the first series we want to hit on right off the bat. And by the way, as we are recording this one, the Knicks and Heat game four is in session. And it should end by time we start talking about them on this pod. And then the Lakers Warriors are playing the night we are recording this. So we'll give our insight for that series and beyond with game four being played tonight. But one thing we can talk about and we could kick it off with is the Celtics and Sixers are tied at two, two apiece. Game five coming from from Boston tomorrow night or the day of this release. So the big person making an impact in the Celtics and Sixers series right now for the Sixers is James Harden. James Harden has carried this team. Box said you saw it first. You saw game one, James Harden. And we've also had people say he isn't that guy. But so far, when the when the Sixers win, it's usually because of James Harden. And, of course, that could have changed. In game four, the Celtics were literally a second away from winning that game if Marcus Smart's three was made just a few seconds earlier. But right now, 2-2 two, two is the series. And... Why don't we first talk about James Harden in this, then we can hit on the Celtics coaching. But is James Harden going to keep carrying this team on his back? Uh, I'm going to say yes, but I wouldn't expect more 40-point performances from him. I think he has the confidence now, but we also saw two games before that that he struggled uh, immensely. But... I think having him have the confidence in his game and taking some of the pressure off Joel Embiid, I think it's it's massive. Um, but he's going to have to continue to be aggressive. Um, and it's great to see that Joel Embiid seems to not be angry or not motivated that Harden has taken a lot of his shots away. Um, but Harden's been efficient. He's been great. He's been surprising. Um, I don't think any of us expected this from him. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, he has the confidence and, you know – and we talk about he has to prove it uh, because we've seen him fall away in big moments. Series tied 2-2. Next game is pretty big for them. So I hope that James Harden shows up, and I, I think he will. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go off what Alex said. Um, I kind of I kind of agree with what Alex said a little bit. But um, that being said, um, I think this is all about Harden and Embiid stepping up. Um, those two guys need to step up to cement their legacies. Uh, Doc Rivers' career, in my opinion, is hinging on this series. Um, if they lose this series, I believe they're going to move on from Doc Rivers. Um, I agree. They can't. They can't keep getting to the second round every year, and then just falling at the the, the flat point. Um, there there needs to be a certain ceiling they reach uh, before they move on from Doc Rivers. I want to say it's been five or six years, and they haven't made it past the second round um, in a organization right now that is dying for a championship with James Harden and Joel Embiid. Um, this is. This is the final year for Doc Rivers, so I think they're kind of they're kind of playing to save their, their coach's job, in my opinion. So we'll see about this. I I personally have said it. I think this is the year the Sixers come out of it. Um, I do believe. 
believe they're going to win this series in seven. Um, although I think Boston's deeper, um, I feel like the 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 um, Sixers have more to prove with a uh, with an aging coach um, and not coming off of finals appearances. So there's there's more urgency in terms of Philly. So I believe this is the the year and this is the series that James Harden shows that he's an elite player, and Joel Embiid finally cements his legacy as one of the greatest centers the game has ever seen uh, since Shaq and overall in general. <laughs> I have no more belief in Harder than I did in game one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he came up big this game, but, you know, he was a pumpkin for the previous two. I have, like, the Harder thing is kind of similar to, I'm sure we'll bring it up when we talk about the Lakers. It's it's kind of like the Anthony Davis thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's no consistency yeah. there. Um, so, and also he has, like, a a decades-long track record of just sucking. And he looks like like this isn't the, the Harden from like his Houston days. His his first round in Houston. I think he's going back this this offseason. We'll talk about that later. Um the he he just doesn't have the same lift anymore. Um and I think more of it is the Celtics kind of shoot themselves on the foot than it is, you know, the the, the Sixers are gonna win. Because it's gonna come down to can can Doc and hard to choke away this game harder than Joe Missoula can fuck it up as a intro coach, basically. Like, because he's like, we talked about this. I think, I think we talked about this um, when we did our, our player preview, talking about how, you know, Joe Missoula as a coach started really good. And then he's mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of shaky moments. Uh, certainly not calling that timeout when you had, I think he had two, you said, right? Yeah, two, yeah, two, two timeouts yeah, at the two. end of the fourth and at the end of overtime and did not use any of them. Like, even even just to relax your guys for a second, to be like, even if you don't have a play, just like take a breath, relax. Yeah. Like, just just little things. Or even to give them a breather. Like, you don't, so you don't want to get them that, that heads up, like, oh, we're scrambling. You got to have at least a baseline because there was enough. There was more than enough time, um, especially in overtime. Before that, yeah. that last play, they I would have called the timeout. For me personally, was when they were slowly bringing the ball up. Once I saw that they got it past half court, I'm calling timeout. I think there would have been like eight seconds left. But the fact that Marcus Smart was just like the, the <laughs> reason I wouldn't have called the timeout would have been if you're bringing the ball up quick to try to get. The 76ers off their setup. Right. And once and they're I, set, it's too and late. Then, yeah, once they're set, then you call, okay, timeout, let's regroup, let's, let's see what they were coming, they were going to try to throw at us. But the fact that they did it, he didn't call a timeout there after they just got to be able to get set up in their defense blew my mind. It really did. I was like, call a timeout now so that you have a set play and you're not trying to scramble now at the last second because you guys let them get into their defensive set. It was, it was a bizarre move. And this is not the first time we've seen Missoula do this. Yeah, which is why, like, it was, like, it's very weird still. Like, I know this is kind of moot because he's he's in Houston. Um, It's very weird that we still don't have a full story of what the hell happened with uh, Ime. And that they moved on him for for so fast. If you're going to move on from him this fast, why haven't you told everybody what happened? And if you, if it wasn't, and you over, if you overreacted in the first place, why wouldn't you at least wait the season out before making Missoula the head coach permanently? Like, you kind of split the apple poorly. Like, yeah. you didn't get the potentially better coach 
but you didn't tell us why you fucked around with the potentially better coach in the first place. Like, how did you end up with the, the worst of both situations? Now, granted, a lot of this is going to depend on, you know, how they go out because they're, they're going to have an issue in the offseason with Jalen Brown. Uh, he he doesn't feel respected. Houston's going to throw the, the book at him. Um, Maybe they find a way to get him to Brooklyn like they always rumored him to be. Yeah, it's like it's not, you know, they 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 got a lot. Also, can we talk about the fact that Al Horford has been doing this this defense on like these these like superstar guys for like a fucking decade now? Like, yeah. like it was off Al Horford. Gasol, it was like him and Marcus All were the guys who you were like the Embiid and the Giannis stoppers like five years ago, and he's still doing this stuff. The guy's like forty years old. Yeah, I mean, I give respect to Horford too, but like there was. Oh, great. Real quick. Uh, report Jalen Brunson just messed up his ankle in the heat game. We'll talk about that in a little bit and see how it affects this one. Um, mm-hmm. I just looked up when I see him win things. So it's not good. Yeah, talking, uh, hit a right on Caleb Barton for that one. But. Um, but yeah, the back to Horford. I mean, yeah, he's been great defensively. Uh, the thing that also was bothering me was that, and I guess it, I guess it worked because it got into him beat Ted that like, he wasn't aggressive towards a tail in the fourth quarter there. And yeah, overtime yeah, until like PJ like screamed like PJ yeah. like screamed in his ear. What? Oh, Peyton, real quick. Uh, you know, you, uh but you uh real quick, like you saw until PJ Tucker like scream at him that Embiid was just like like letting Horford get get him, like block him. He wasn't like going full at it, like, but he's yeah. giving Horford like that split second of extra time because like Embiid was like hesitant to like release the ball. So it gave Horford the time to read and react more. So I, I was like, Horford did a great job on Embiid down the stretch there because he literally prevented Embiid from being as aggressive until PJ literally screamed in his ear, like, dude, freaking attack, please. And then he started, was like, oh, okay, like, all right, I'm good now. But it, he's been great. It's actually he's been great on Embiid. Crazy too. Like, PJ shot the ball. Mm-hmm. Like any score, yeah. <laughs> There's some like insane mm-hmm. statistic that they're like they're like 19 and, and like 10. And when he doesn't score, it's like some yeah. stupid number. When he doesn't score any points, because you know he doesn't. But he's out of here shooting. I didn't. Even, I think the first two games he didn't even take a shot. Yeah, something like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I can't remember what was it. Game two where he played 37. What whatever he played game 37. One. Game one. Game one. And game I was, one, I was talking take- about yeah, he didn't take one shot in 37 minutes, and I'm like. Even me, I've never played obviously NBA ball. Like even me in thirty-seven minutes, I feel like I would try to attempt a shot. At some point, you're going to be like, "It's my turn." Yeah, yeah. You you think he would have have one basketball science? Yeah, like he had one clean look, and he just kept on passing it off, which is why I'm like, it's just crazy to me. But he also had that clutch M one too, so like props yeah, to him that, that was he, the only he shot yeah, I saw you. yeah, like he got the the clutch offensive rebound, put it up and one, and kept the team in it, like. He's been solid too. He's he's been you know the vocal. I mean, he doesn't obviously show up in the stat sheet, but he's valuable to that 76ers team. And they got to get Jalen uh, Jason Tatum going because he's had a couple games where he's been bad. Like yeah, uh, yeah. game. What was it? Which game did he foul trouble? Was that three? Game three, he was yeah, foul trouble. Right. Yeah. yeah, he had like two points, and then he only had like two points in the first half of this game. Like he, they got to figure out how to get him. Yeah. yeah, it's weird too yeah. because because he's he's shied away in moments too. It's not the first time we've seen Tatum fall fall apart. I class. mean, for for me, I, I think Boston has a deeper team. Actually, um, I think they have more depth. Um, I feel like their depth will come through at one point. 
if I were if I were just going by the teams and not based off the gut feeling I have and the amount of pressure in both teams, I'd probably say Boston has the edge. But I feel like Boston's a little deeper at the at the uh, guard position, and I think they're a little deeper at the guard position. They have more versatility. Um, but that being said, I think the series is all about Harden and Embiid, and I feel like those two guys are going to really propel Philly to win this series. But I think it's going to be in seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's I mean, be- well, well, there's also the chance of like, uh, like when we we talked about last year, they got for them to beat the Bucks in seven without Chris Middleton. We got literally the best game of Al Horford's career, and then the Grant Williams game where he went like seven mm-hmm. for eighteen yeah. three quarters. So like. It is possible that either of those things pop off again, or um, Malcolm Brogdon goes crazy, or they remember that they have Derek White because this has always this has been a thing like that he's had issues with all season. Is Derek White is really fucking good, like as like a third option you, on? You want to know what I think could be an X factor? This is Marcus Smart because he's going to be the guy who's going to be kind of responsible for guarding the perimeter, and he's one of the he was a defensive player of the year last year, so I feel like he actually could be an X factor in the series in game yeah, six but, or seven. But I feel Smart is more defensive. White would be more of the yeah offense. yeah. But you're gonna have to defend. You're gonna have to defend Harden at the perimeter. You're gonna have to yeah. take take away his. Well, three it's gonna be a combination of of Smart and White. And White and, yeah, and yeah. White's not White's not a bad defender either. I mean, Smart's the more no. He was liable. like when was he was he, in San Antonio, yeah. he was like leading the league in chase down blocks. Yeah, someone. Yeah, he had some crazy. So he's not like a mediocre defender. I mean, that's why the Celtics are obviously the deeper team. They have players that can step up at any given moment. But, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with, with, you know, Derek White has to help out offensively too because and, especially on nights Tatum's off. Especially yeah, on nights Tatum's off. And also, just as Bach mentioned before, is the Missoula factor. Despite yeah. all of this that can happen and how well this team can mesh, can either Missoula's rotations or his play calling um, be responsible for them to mess this up? Do they, would you have enough? Basically my question is, do you have enough trust that Missoula will let them do his thing or will he just back off? I mean, um, I, you, he, he, he has, I mean, he has I to trust, step up. I trust Missoula actually. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I think in his first year, they're arguably better than they were last year. Um, I, I trust Missoula completely. I feel like he's done a good enough job to leave me full faith in him. I mean, it's just the, co- the 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 late game execution for Missoula is what bothers me right now. It's not the rotations. It's not how he calls the game early. He re- he trusts his team and he relies on the team. It's just some of the late game stuff that bothers me. It's also the coaching staff too because there's like 20 assistant coaches on like staffs these days. How is no one just screaming at Missoula to please call a timeout? Like I know, I know Missoula has final say, but like we've seen it. This year, that late game down the stretch, this team just sometimes needs to settle down. So just like he needs to step up because Doc, as as much pressure is on him, could outcoach Missoula. And, you know, we're seeing it now in this Heat Knicks series, like Spolstra's out coaching Thibodeau. I wouldn't say that. I, there. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I, think- I I mean just just how Spo's changes rotations and it's worked. It's impressive. Um, but I'm just saying with Missoula, it's just late game execution there because they should have walked away with win in that last game. And it's some of the yeah, stuff no, I, that, I, that I, I, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, and we'll definitely hit on the, the Knicks and Heat uh, a little later on. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting to see. So with Game 5 being tomorrow or tonight, with Game 5 being played on Tuesday itself, Boston is opening up at 75 at seven and a half points at home. Who do you think wins this decisive game five? And we know the the stats. Usually who the the in a two two series, 
the team who wins game five usually pulls it off. And who do you think is going to make that happen in this game? Uh, I'm taking Boston in game five, but then I'm taking the Sixers in, in six and seven. Okay. So you do think that the Sixers will be able to pull it off at a game seven? It would be in their home building, so. I do. Uh, no, when it would be in Boston's home building, Boston's uh, higher seat. I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sorry, go. Sorry, with, you're right. I'm gonna go with Boston in this next game. I think Tatum's gonna finally have his his back, uh, his not his breakout, but you know, get back to doing Tatum things at home. Uh, I do have this probably now going to seven because I have just a weird feeling about uh, game six, but I think Boston's gonna take the series overall. But I think Boston at home tomorrow. Hopefully, it's a place to reset. They lost a, a close battle, um, you know. So I, I expected them to play better uh, come tomorrow. That home. All right. All right. You are muted, fresh faces. Can you stay one more time. No, I wasn't. Uh, can oh. you hear me? No, yeah, we got you now. For a second, for a second, we couldn't. It didn't pick up what you I, said. Yeah, it's because I'm using my laptop because my other mic broke, right. so I might have been too far away. Um, yeah. I have Boston. Um, I, I I don't. I well. I this this playoffs the 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 two things we're gonna get out of this, the whole run is um, injuries, and then inconsistencies because that's really like what it is. It's yeah. Uh, it's like when we talk about it, especially if the Lakers keep winning, it's gonna it's gonna be the, despite the fact that like LeBron and AD like literally just suck every other game. Which has happened, like it's happened before. Um, in 2013, in that in that um, NBA Finals, there was like every other game, either Manu or Dwayne Wade was dog shit. Yeah, it was weird, and um, and that just was the whole finals. Like, like whichever them wasn't dog shit, that team won. Like that. That's basically what the other takeaway from this is. <laughs> And it's going to be definitely a lot of fun to see. And I want to talk about the Suns and the Nuggets. That's fun to see. Nuggets were up 2-0. Suns win the next two at home. At game four in particular, when you have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant playing to their potentials, no one can stop them. So what do we think about the Suns making this comeback and tying this series? And how much does this affect what's going on? Last week, it seemed the majority of you guys felt that this was the Nuggets series to win. Do you still feel that? Do you still feel that is the same case? Yes. Yeah, so, I, I, me, I agree with that. Let me let me preface this. I didn't person. watch. I I, uh, I didn't watch game four. I was actually playing basketball. I had a night a game that night. Um, I did watch the end of game three. So the end of game three very easily could have gone to Denver. It was one of those games where they just were like shit just rimmed out, or it was short. It was like. It wasn't like they were taking bad looks and missing. No, they got good looks down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, they just didn't fall. So this could have very easily been a 3-1 series. <laughs> now, on the other hand, Devin Booker decided he was going to play 2K with all the sliders turned up and has scored like 90 points with like seven missed shots in the last two games. Um, I don't know what you do to that. Basically, I think the answer kind of has to be um, just let him cook. I think you go back to one-on-one defense. Um and and my reasoning for this is he's going to beat you with the pass and he's he's developed enough that he understands yep. how to do this now just just let him go i i think you just let him and durant go off uh, cuz unless they're going to average 50 
for the rest of the series, you just clamp everybody else. Because it's not like the Nuggets can't score. Like no. they're they're Jokic had 53, 51. What did he yeah. have last game? 53? 50, 51. Jokic um, had 51 points. Oh my god. Yeah, Jokic had 50. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's it's you not like easy. they can't score. Um, I think he has to do a little bit better job of, of pacing Jamal Murray, especially in the end. I think that's kind of yeah. why they lost the three is Jamal Murray was tired. Um, but you can't I, – I, he can't double um, Durant and Booker anymore. I mean, maybe you can double Durant, but I don't think you can double, double – You can't Booker. double Booker. You got to double at least one of them. You got to double Durant. Durant's the best player on the planet. If you don't double Durant, he's going to go for 50. Yeah, but the that's problem fine. is you double. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to pick your. They, they didn't lose that game double. just because Booker. And yeah, no, they, no, 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 Yeah, they lost the game because Shamit broke free for yeah. like a dozen points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Shamit sucks. Yeah, like, Shamit's been not great. He he like finally you, had a great game. If you don't leave him that open, he's not going to do that type. So I think you live with getting killed by Booker and Durant, who like you're you're not going to stop them. You just got to mitigate them. You got to contain them. Like. If some if the Suns, if that's your game plan, I understand it. But like, I mean, if they, if let's say they both drop forty, I mean, that's eighty points. You know, okay, that's only eighty yeah. points. So it's like, the, that's a okay, but like jump. Denver can match that. Yeah, like who's ever going to match that with with Jokic, Jokic, and who else? They're not matching. They don't have two guys like that. Jokic, Murray, Murray is not. Murray is not. Murray is not on but the same don't level need as, as have... Durant or, uh, or no, or, no. But, but he's been need... great this postseason. And you don't need to have it just two people to match the two of them. No. They have enough players where they can do it by committee. Yeah. And that's more likely That's more likely to win. And you got to yeah, go out. I, I agree with you. Denver's a deeper team. I, I, I picked Denver to win the series to begin. And <laughs> yeah. you, look, there's there's like there's every every single – you never know any time on the court what you're going to get out of DeAndre Ayton. And I'm sure the next time they put Jack Lindell out there, Jokic is going to kill him again, um, which, you know, good for Jack Lindell. Uh, playing big minutes, but like Aiton's not going to be on the team next year. Let's be very clear. I feel like DeAndre Aiton gets a little bit over over criticized. Like I, he's, he's a pretty good center. I mean, maybe he's not quite what what he's hyped up to be, but like he's still pretty good. No, I feel like he's. Yeah. I feel like the criticism of him is a little unwarranted. I mean, I agree. At times, um, there's moments that you see on the court that you're like, "What the hell are you doing, Aiton?" But I like mean that we, game three sequence. Yeah, yeah. the game three sequence it's, where he's standing on the baseline, not going after boards. It's I, it's, yeah. a, it's also hard to rate a prototypical center like that because prototypical centers are like almost extinct with the way yeah. the three point shoot. It's yeah, very hard. It's very hard to to really look at one quite like that. Yeah, but with Chris Paul out, I think a lot of people were expecting him to help on the back end offensively, and I know he has to go up against Jokic, and Jokic was all sorts of spectacular the other night. Um. But yeah, you can't walk away. You can't walk away from that game. Eight points, eight rebounds. I know, book. I know, you know, Booker and Durant were unbelievable the other night too. But I feel like he has to step up here, and he hasn't. I think that's where he gets the criticism of you're going up against an all-time great in Jokic, and it, you should be stepping up on the stage. Not saying you have to drop fifty, but you know, double doubles like he- or fifteen and ten or something. Something. And it's not like he hasn't done it before. No, like exactly. He did, it, he did it when they went to the finals a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, Chris I mean, granted, it was Jokic and like, it was like Jokic and like the four of us. But like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but he's, he's, he's shown he's shown up where he's where they needed a big game from him because someone was having an off night or someone was hurt, and we've seen him drop 25, 28, 30, have fifteen boards. Like yeah. we've seen that but, happen, and with Chris Paul out, you you would hope that he would kind of step up in the moment and. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, there's there's encouraging things in the Nuggets too. Michael Porter Jr. had a career yeah. high in assists. Yeah. Uh, oh, Michael uh, Porter Jr. is underrated. He's actually a really good player. Yeah, I like, I, play I like Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. Jr. is a goddamn black hole. At times, <laughs> at times, like, yeah, he can be. Yeah, like he is. He's got to really be like the evolutionary Serge Ibaka, like yeah. the guy who shoots. Like he, he's, he's never gonna. His handles aren't like he's too stiff to really be like the KD dude that they did. But there's no reason he can't be like a modern day Serge Ibaka, where he's that backline defender coming in to help Aaron Gordon on the weak side. Because he's, and he's big a better shooter. And yeah, he's, and and he he's has a good big, shot. Yeah, yeah. So he he could be that guy, but he's still a bad defender. Like yeah. Uh, uh, but also just the Suns point too, which I think we understand Booker's having an all time great season, and it's been such a great duel between Booker and Jokic this series. But like, what the Nuggets can look on it too is that like Booker is not going to shoot seventy percent every night. Yeah, that that's. Fucking like, insane. He had 30. He had um, what kind of stat? 36 points. Seven shots last he was 14 of 18 from the floor. Okay. Like, you're not. That's if he does that. Okay. Freaking props to you. Like, really, like, um, that's unbelievable. But he is putting up like 2K numbers right now. So, like, the Nuggets kind of have that to fall back on going back home as well. That, like, yeah, Booker has been unbelievable, but he's not going to shoot 70% for the rest of the series. Yeah, like, and if he does, like, you yeah. can't, like, this is not like, oh, we, they, you know, we, we dropped this. You yeah. can't do anything about that. Like, yeah, exactly. Get, that's what I'm saying. If they, if he does that, props to him, and that's um, like, everyone will speak pr- like, okay, you're 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 officially a top like, you know, ten player in the NBA, maybe even top prime if you do something like that in the freaking postseason. Like, it'd be unbelievable. But like I said, you can't we can't be yelling at the Nuggets of Booker's. <laughs> like finishing, like, shooting I'm, I'm on the, the advantage of the the Suns are you know Chris Paul may come back. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's been he's, he's been, one of those other guys. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the fact that the injury already happened, and let's say they win Game Five, mm-hmm. they can sit him Game Six for Game Seven. Yeah, like you can give him that that cushion. I think if you kind of have to. Um, if you kind of have to force him back because you lose game five, then it might be a little bit of an issue. Um, but, you know, campaign kind of is a better option because he's, you know, he's at least going to shoot a little bit better. Because Chris Paul is bad sometimes. This, this Yeah, he has. He's some his mid range. He's not I confident mean, he's, in mid range. He's a, he's a distributor. He's not really that yeah. much of anything else. Yeah. Um, so it's. Chris Paul has always given you a limited offensive presence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he can, he's right, one of the best. Especially at this age, too. He's one of the best passers of all time, but like, there's only a certain, there's only a certain ceiling. Yeah, Chris Paul. Yeah, and especially at his age. But again, yeah. it's weird that the Nuggets, like we've seen Chris Paul hit so many mid-range shots, and then it's like the Nuggets are giving him that shot, and you know it's weird that he doesn't have confidence in it if the freaking Nuggets are giving him the shot. It was that weird watching it great. against the Clippers, like yeah. game one against the Clippers. That way it was like really noticeable that he yeah. just he like he missed like three or four of them, four of them in game yeah. one. And it's like, wait, what the fuck is this? I don't think I've ever seen Chris Paul miss three or four mid-range yeah. jumpers like that. Yeah, no, like, he, he's definitely getting old and, and his jump shots kind of faded. Yeah. But it's crazy to us because you, you think, okay, like it's not like he was an unbelievable three-point shooter. It's like, okay, you get older, you don't have the legs anymore. Like this dude, I like, you know, first release was saying it was like. I don't think I saw that guy ever missed three or four mid-range in a row. It would always be like one, like one, two, okay, maybe a rim out, and then he would always hit like the third. 
And you're like, oh, okay, yep. he's back. And then he just like boom, boom, boom. And now it's like he's just consistently missing mid-ranges. And the defenses are giving it to him. And I'm like, yeah, it just blows like, my mind at this point of his at his age. The defense is like, oh, what you used to kill us on? Yeah, we'll give it to you now. It's like it's like crazy. Well, they do that. They do that for a lot of players. Some guys they just let shoot. Like they know Russell Westbrook can't shoot, so they're gonna you know. They're yeah, but he was cons- he was consi- he was consistently never a great shooter. At least Chris Paul had seasons where his mid range just up was up. Great shooter. Chris Paul's never been a great shooter for the mid range. Yeah, for mid range he was for not as a three point shooter, but for the mid range he was he was usually efficient. So. Oh, I realized I forgot my Philly point, ruled, too. I mean, he but... ruled out, too, for game five. They actually... yeah. yeah, no, he's he gonna is. Be out, he's he going to be out for a But it's, it's just the fact that they extended the yeah. series. Like, let's let's be clear. I mean, I didn't... I thought maybe it would get to a game five. I thought the, the Suns would win. I didn't expect it to go to at least a game six. I had Suns um, especially six originally. Well, originally, yeah, but after watching the first two games, I did not. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But so <laughs> there, there's that. Can I, can I bring up my Philly point real quick just because I realized I forgot it? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so very quickly on the hard thing, I think he's not coming back. And I think, especially if they lose at this round, I think it's going to be a three-team trade with with uh, Portland and Houston. And I think Houston's going to get rid of their young guys who they hate, um, like the, the Jalen Greens and um, some other combination of shit to, uh, to, to Portland. Portland's going to send Damian Lillard to Philly, and Harden's going back to Houston. Uh, you really think that? Damian Lillard wants the same Portland that, for would, life. But Damian Lillard, I is, I, Damian I Lillard, has, I, it's a it's a good hypothetical idea. Yeah. But Damian Lillard, has, I think they'll just said, be, they'll. Damian Lillard I, has said numerous times he's a piece of Portland Trailblazer for life. Yeah, like but there's got to come. There has to come a point where Portland just says, "Yeah, I think you. it's more of a port." Yeah, like we love you. Portland but it's time. Look, we're gonna we're gonna hang your banner up. We're yeah. gonna build you a statue. Like we get it. We love you. Yeah. You'll, you'll you'll sign the one day contract so we can you can retire a blazer. Yeah. But like the yeah. ceiling is over for you. Like we go. Please please help please, the team by yeah, go please play get a championship somewhere else yeah. and help us out. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of like the compare like what level comparison of a player we could say that was beloved and then they moved them on for the better. That was a block. But I have no Locking idea. It's like it's that. it's uh it's a challenge that that was terrible. Yeah, the, this next game is getting crazy down the stretch. But sure, you know, and also just two more points. One, Jokic versus the Suns owner Ishiba. What do you him. think of that? That oh, that was ridiculous. He didn't mean that to was hit a bad him. call, by the way. Oh, but, terrible! Sorry. I'm watching the game right now. I'm watching yeah. the game right now. It was a blocking foul. Why? Why are they not challenging that? I, you know, I I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but all right, Matt. Sorry, real quick. We'll go to we'll go to uh. We'll go to the Ishiba thing because I did want to dive into it, but I didn't know how much you wanted to dive into it, Matt. So what was your question on Ishiba? I would say the Jokic versus Ishiba uh, conflict we saw. Mm-hmm. Jokic is going to get fined. Get bored! Sorry. They're going to get $25,000, no suspension. Is there anything to make a big deal of it? Or, um, or is it just, you know, a funny footnote in the series? Fine. Uh, from what I, I saw, it looked like a footnote. Because yeah, even Ishiba was like, he's like, yeah, don't suspend him. Yeah, he, Ishiba, no, that, 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 that was completely that, Ishiba, it, that, that was completely incidental. Like, not yeah. even a question. But I think <laughs> the fact that Ishiba came out and said, "Don't suspend him," I think that helped them. But I think it was also just a weird incidental thing. Uh, and I, I, I don't think the league was gonna suspend you. Could you watch it? It's like, yeah, okay, like, but. 
it wasn't like he knew it was Ishba and was like, I'm just going to check you. It was just kind of like he was just frustrated trying to get the ball. And it was an incidental thing. And then the tweet came out and was like, all right. You know, like it's just so it like, what it is. And, and, but going forward, I, I'm going to be interested to see if there's anything like that again, which I don't mm-hmm. like. Not, but like for like someone that's not a Jokic-level player, if there's ever like an incident with a, between a fan and a player, if that player ends up getting like suspended or I think it also different. depends on the incident. Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Not like I'm like, not talking like mouse at the palace. I'm talking like similar, <laughs> similar yeah. situation where like a mouse fan might have something. The player is like, like Shannon Sharp versus John Morant's dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like so, like yeah. yeah. I don't like it. Depends. Obviously, it depends on the player because if it's like fucking DeAndre Jordan, who gives a shit? Um, like, why is DeAndre Jordan? Is he even still in the league, yeah. DeAndre Jordan? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, isn't he te- he's second league with the Nuggets, isn't he? Finally, he gets yeah. a rebound yeah. and yeah. Of he knocks it off his floor. Um, and then, uh, look, I, it's, it is what it is. It, no. it just looked like a goofy thing. Because also, considering what we've seen from the sack taps during this this playoff series, that doesn't yeah. this doesn't seem like yeah. something that they're going to suspend it. Like, the yeah. only guy who got suspended was... Draymond, right? When he he curb stomped Draymond. Uh, yeah, Draymond's been the only yeah, one that's yeah, gotten yeah. suspended so far. Yeah, they're not going to suspend it for the playoffs. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's especially for like, yeah, this is not a uh, yeah. yeah, and it, like I said, the, the fact that Ishiba wasn't pressing the suspension, uh, I think, really helped um, for them. That he went on Twitter, it was a great game. I don't want to see him suspended. It, like it is what it is. If he was like, if he called the league, he's like, hey, yo. Find him, suspend him. If you want to find me, find me. Get him out of like I don't want to see him. Then I might have been his story. But the fact that he went out and was like, yeah, it was just an incidental thing. Great fight, great battle, game of a game. No issue. Don't suspend him. And he, you yeah. know, it was like you know, he was kind of egging it off. No, he, he, no, like yeah, he the guy egg like ran into him. The guy, he didn't, he didn't even mean to touch him. It was like, yeah, I think it was just like the whole like Jokic wanted to inbound the ball quickly and get the ball. Ishiba held it for too long. Yeah, Ishiba was like kind of gripping it. And then he, like, then the ball, like, got loose. And then right after the ball's in the air, you see Jokic kind of extend his arm, trying to, like, get and just, like, kind of hit Ishiba a little bit. Ishiba kind of sold it, whatever you want to say. But it's also Jokic, who's a big man. So you just hit Ishiba. I think it was all just kind of incidental in the cup. If if it would be a different story, if the ball set out of his hand, he looked at Ishiba and just kind of, like, elbowed him or, like, whatever happened, you know, if he did the same thing that he did to to the Morris brother, I can't remember which one right now, where he just charged at him and threw a bowstring at his back. Then we're talking a completely different thing. But I think it was just this weird incidental bang bang thing, and that's why it's not as big of a thing as as on an interesting point with them. I think we're we're at the point where the league is kind of like done where they're trading for them, like as the enforcer type. Um, yeah. I which you know I'm happy because like I don't think there's been anybody who's had a, a tough guy persona who shit their beds as publicly as they have like for like the like, league they, itself they, no 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 like yeah like the the morse twins in the game seven against the nuggets in the bubble that was like some of the most i'm afraid of the moment basketball no, like, no, 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 no. Like, the, the most the most i ever saw was game seven when the the, the houston rockets won 65 games and they went like oh for like 29 no no that was just bad luck seven. Like, the, that was not that, bad luck they shit the bed in that game that was not yeah, but like it, you know, it's very rare that you see a player who has the 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 you know the at least the persona that the Morrises do like do that. Yeah, the enforce. Yeah, the old enforcer thing, and then shy away. Yeah, I mean, how Dylan Brooks 
didn't perform well and he talked a lot of smack. But again, he tried to back tough at least, but that he just is backfired. <laughs> He's also just bad. And the final play with Suns and Nuggets, game five from Denver. Nuggets are five and a half point favorites. Just where do we see this going? And what momentum will it bring for the rest of the series? Uh, I have the, the Nuggets winning this game. I have them going up here, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have Denver here. I think Phoenix is going to win in seven now. My pick was six, but just the way it seemed the shape was, I think it's just going to be a battle towards a stretch. But I think Jokic, now after dropping 50, is going to look to attack. But uh, at the same time, I think he's going to try to balance the game up because sometimes when he has the high scoring games, for whatever reason, the team doesn't succeed well. I don't know if well, you guys because have noticed the, the, that. Because it's he, the the team doesn't really have yeah. like creators. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. that's his it, the the big the other weakness of the yeah. team. Like Jamal Murray, Murray can score by himself. Yeah. Like Aaron Gordon can and like a. Michael Porter Jr. can score and Eric Gordon kind of, but they can't like really create oh for anybody my else. God. Yeah. Oh my God. Game. Bennett left the Knicks game. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk can't about get that. A, they can't get a fucking rebound in there. Yeah. And that's well, we're going to talk about that. But yeah. Um, and that's like, that's why I like Monte Morris was really good for the Nuggets because he could yeah. create. Yeah. Like, like that's why I think they need to get somebody like Jimmy. Like you need that other guy to create because like mm-hmm. Jokic has shot like over 50% from every game since like December. Yeah. Like he's, he, it doesn't, he can take 10 shots. He'll have 20 points. He'll have 10 rebounds of like 50 assists. He doesn't give a shit. Um, but they need a guy who can break down a defense besides him. So like when he's going off, you're right. They don't really have it. Yeah. And I, I think, I think it's something to look out. For. Like I said, I, I'm not expecting Yoko to go like for 50, but if he has like a 30 point triple double, I think the nuggets are going to be in a, Good standing. I think that's what they kind of need him to do. But everyone, again, everyone else in the offense has to step up here. I mean, it's also the same thing. Like the, the um, Phoenix is kind of similar stable. You can just just let just one on one guard him. Yeah, and then just try to close everybody yeah, else off. Because yeah, yeah. even if one one or two guys gives you forty, you still have a good chance of winning because yeah. you're it's more of a team effort. It's basically which team lets their superstar go more superstar. Yeah. And yeah. I also believe that Devin Booker is going to miss more than uh, miss more shots in his next game than he has in the last time. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, if he doesn't, we're going to have a nice conversation on why he's an unbelievable the greatest superstar shooting guard right of this generation. The, yeah, the greatest shooting percentage Are you postseason talking about player Devin I've ever Booker? seen. Are you talking if, about if Devin, Devin Booker? Or... If Devin Booker ends like the postseason, freaking shooting seventy percent from the floor and like fifty-five percent from three, people are going to be talking like, "Oh my God, this is one of the." best postseason runs we've ever seen yeah yeah and imagine true. and i feel you have to win the title at that point to complete you have that to, you get to complete yeah. it yeah but i mean but it, like people would still talk about it, like individually if you finish with some crazy shooting percentage it'd be like a 50 40 90 but the postseason like yeah, that's yeah. you know impossible for the season but like if he does something like that in the postseason but like higher percentages everyone be like oh my god this is insane insane indeed guys and the next matchup we're gonna wait for the uh lakers uh, sorry we're gonna wait for the knicks and heat to be official there's still 40 seconds to go but to move on and keep it moving um we'll focus on lakers and warriors right now lakers are up two games to one game four is being played as we speak We have seen AD's impact when things work out. We've seen LeBron's impact, but we also seen the Warriors with their pedigree before. And they are one hard team to beat. And you know what they say, 
You want to be the man, you got to beat the man. With the Lakers up at this moment and anything can change, what can the Lakers do? Well, first things first, actually. Let me let me change my point real quick. Game four itself. We'll talk about what we're thinking at the moment in real time. I mean, Scott Forster is uh, refing. Some people actually think that is a factor with his history with LeBron. I yeah. don't know if you want to uh, put that into effect or not, but we'll just say sure for it. But with game four in this crucial game, by the end of it, do we see where do we see this going? If the Lakers win this game, where is this series going to go? If they are up three to one, going to back to San Francisco, or if the Warriors tie, where do we see this going? Very interesting series so far, for I, sure. Yeah, what do we uh, see happening? I'll give some of my insight on that. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just shocked by how much the the Lakers size has really overwhelmed the. Uh, the um, the Warriors. I honestly did not expect that. I think the Warriors. I thought the Warriors going to a series would win the series in six games. Um, I did not expect the Lakers to have a two one read right now. Um, Anthony Davis really has been when he's not when he's when he's not in the ambulance, which is half the time he's ever on the court. Um, <laughs> he's been he's 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 been pretty dominant all series. Um, their size, their length um, has really. I, I honestly think kind of surprised the Warriors. Um, Austin Reeves has played good on the wing. Um, Hachi Moore's looked okay. Um, they they have. Um, they got Anthony Davis has been a beast down low, and honestly, just they honestly have I, they kind of have shocked. I, I feel like the the Warriors almost shell shocked by the amount of size and physicality the Lakers are playing with right now. I don't necessarily think they're used to that. They were not used to that from the last series when we played Sacramento. Um, so it, it's definitely been a challenge for them. Like I, at two one right now, I think actually the Lakers will probably win this series. Actually, um, even though I had the, the Golden State Warriors at the beginning of the series, yeah, as of right now, I I think the Warriors the Lakers are going to win tonight, and make three one. I okay. If they win three one, I'm kind of, I kind of want the Warriors to win just because they haven't done it yet. And at this mm-hmm. point, they're kind of like, you know what? Let's just do every possible way to win a fucking series because we've never done it. We got two zero. We just did it. Let's do a three one victory. Like especially if they do a three one victory over LeBron, that would be just fucking crazy. Justin, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, like also. They haven't seen Anthony Davis. Like they've seen Anthony Davis like one time. Not like time this. Here. Not like this. This is a different version. This is this is the Anthony no, Davis. No, this is we not that much of a different version. They haven't seen him pretty, since. He's looking pretty the good in this, this run. They well, saw the him. first game in. What, uh, this is about to be game four. He's looking pretty good in this. No, no, no. like yeah. they haven't seen and literally seen Anthony Davis in the like the entire like the run. Yeah, yeah. Of Dynasty, the dynasty they played run, like yeah. one series. And he averaged like thirty and twenty against them, um, but like they haven't seen him. Like they haven't seen anybody who even resembles like this type of gangly like size. Basically, since 20, uh, 20, 2016, whenever they played that Thunder team, like when the last year KD was there, that was the last time they had somebody who where they actually had the size to really bother them in this way. Um, like, but like this. The Lakers still don't have an answer for the Steph Curry pick and roll. They can set the screens up higher. They can utilize Wiggins more. They can just let Curry go one-on-one on whoever is trying to guard him. So it's not like Denver or um, Golden State doesn't have options. I think they're more likely to be consistent from game to game since the Lakers are relying on Anthony Davis not being terrible. Or that um, you want to break the record? And, and LeBron, you know, not being old. So break the like, yeah. They have more options to do stuff. The kid, um, father. At, I, at their heights at this point, I still think 
like Steph Curry at like if they're playing at their best, Steph Curry is still better than Anthony Davis. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. And with that. so it's like it's not like I don't I don't know. It's it's a like a coaching thing. It's a it's a health thing. Um, this this Lakers team is just like they can they can go after D'Angelo Russell more. Like D'Angelo Russell can't guard anybody. Um, like he can't he can't stay in front of Wiggins. He can't stay in front of uh, of Steve Kerr. He can't or yeah, he probably can't stay in front of Steve Kerr. He can't <laughs> uh, stay in front of Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. Like where are you gonna put? And so he's one of their better offensive players. All right, you know, it's they have options more. And Steve Kerr's a good coach. Like he's probably the best coach left in the playoffs. It's either him or Spo. Um, like. Also, last man standing of the last four NBA head coaches have won a title, and then we've all have been fired except him. Well, yeah, but he's not getting fired because he's Steve. Kerr. Yeah, he's he's Kerr, never getting fired. Steve, Steve he's not getting fired. <laughs> it's like he's going to be Popovich 2.0 at this point. Oh yeah, this he's, is a funny footnote I was mentioning, but yeah, you make it these points like the, this is I think this one Warriors franchise is the one team in all four major league sports that you really can't count them out in any circumstance. Well, and the same. Like, it's it's kind of like the Chiefs. Like until you beat them, you haven't beaten them. Uh, exactly. Like, like until you prove it, you, you got to do it. Like, like I thought the Kings might. You know, the Kings had a shot, and Steph Curry said, "You know what? I feel like I'm going to do an all time historic performance and just blow your ass out." Like, <laughs> a, 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 until it's hard to bet against a team that we literally have not seen losing this conference in a decade. Um. It just is. Uh, if they're down three one, that's a totally different story. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, this this game's crucial, right? Uh, but I agree with the AD thing. I, I was going to say, I think this is like this has to be the AD game. Like, I know he's been pretty solid, too, but he's also had the harder moment where he had a great game, then not a great game, and then a really solid game. So I think we need a consistent one here. But and the other thing is, even if he if he plays like his ass off and he just yeah. goes ballistic and they win this game, he can suck the next game. He has that cushion to suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, it, like, it's like, yeah, they have the cushion, they have the window, right? But it's like they can't. He can't come out tonight and have like 12 points, eight rebounds, and let the Warriors get back into the series. If right. he goes, you, you off, gotta have you. Then LeBron has 20 you, or whatever. Yeah. Like you got to put your your foot on. You got to keep your your yeah. foot on their neck. Like yeah. this is the, the the foot on the neck. Exactly. Like like, like even game. like I didn't, and same thing. We could talk about LeBron the same way with AD. It's like we haven't seen like a vintage LeBron playoff. We're not going to see a vintage. And LeBron. I don't I don't know if just, we will. I think it's not even that he's just old. He's he's hurt. Like he's yeah. legitimately yeah. hurt. He's, like, he's he's yeah. And but it's like I think I think for like LeBron for what the Lakers need from him. They need like 25, 28. They need AD to have like, you know, 20, like close to 30. Like they need I like think- LeBron. I'm not saying like LeBron vintage, like, oh, I'm taking over 45. I'm just saying like a little bit more. I think he didn't even shoot in the whole first quarter of the last game. Like he has to be a little more aggressive coming out in this one. I think it's, they're going to come out and try to blow this game open. Um, Especially like if they win, this game, they don't need 
they need like a solid Anthony Davis game. And I think LeBron has is going to pace himself for like one yeah. stupid good quarter yeah, to exactly. try to put it away. Yeah. Like that's all he's got left in this series. He just needs one yeah. stupid good quarter. That's what he did pretty much in the last game. It's like, yeah, he gave you like 21 points, but it was like in when it was needed. Like he just started getting buckets when the team needed it. He started being more aggressive. I think the Lakers should come out aggressive tonight knowing they have a, a tremendous opportunity in front of them. And it's also, like, insane about how, like, the outlook on this team looks. Because the young guys are doing good. Roy Hachimura is doing really well this this playoffs. A lot better than what a lot of people thought. I mean, like, a lot of people were questioning that acquisition for a little bit. And everyone's loving it right now. Next year, they have the options of letting these guys cook. They can play Mo Bamba to to let Anthony Davis rest some games. They can rest LeBron a little bit more because they have like the, the offensive guys, they have the, the the dudes to do it. Like it's a total different turnaround from where they were like four months ago. What um, do you um what do you guys think about Jared Vanderbilt? He's been pretty good on the defensive end of the, the ball. He's been pretty yeah, good actually. I mean surprised me a lot. I mean most most of the Palenka acquisitions at the deadline have surprised me in a way that they fit on this team. Vanderbilt being one of them. Like I, I was that addition to me gave them some more defensive depth that I think the team desperately needed. And Vanderbilt can score at times too. Um, to me, the person that's shocked me the most has been Hachimura. I mean, you look at that trade, he was given up for literally Third, like two, two, first, two, two seconds, no, something two like second that. round picks. This dude's had Especially multiple games. Yeah, pretty much where he's come up massive for this Lakers squad. As a as a bench score, bad Washington is exactly, and you can look at that move right now, and that's why the 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 Wizards are looking for a new GM and president right now because of oh my god, this this guy is actually developing in a Lakers system. This is shocking. I mean, and and Rio has also mentioned how much LeBron has cared for him and taken him under his wings since he's gotten there, and I think that helps. Because LeBron knows, LeBron knows that like you need that you need that like early wing guy to deal with like the Kawhi's and Paul George, and that's. That's realistically what yeah. Rui could be. Yeah, and like I think it's all worked out where they all gelled, right? Like I think like Rui was talking about how like AD and LeBron always joke at him about like his weak dunk package, and they always like mess with him in practice, and then like you know they kind of like bonded really well. And it looks like now he sees like he has the confidence in the team to like go on the door. Like LeBron said, like I've been working on getting his confidence up, and it's worked in this series and. You know, as I was saying, I think he's a key in in this series and this in going forward for them. But like I said, most of these acquisitions have really been helping. I think a lot of us weren't expecting Lakers to be this solid going into the postseason, if, if not even making the postseason. And now they're technically a, a, a championship contending team with a huge opportunity tonight. Couldn't say it any better, Alex. And with that, let's talk about our final series right now: the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. <laughs> The Heat win game four by a score of 109 to 101. Game five, Wednesday night in Madison Square Garden. First question I'll ask, is that the night when the series is going to end? No. No? I think think they're going to win game five in this game. I agree. I agree with Hayden. And I'm not trying to have Nick bias here. They play better at home than well. They're technically a better road team, but lately better at home in the playoffs. Yeah, they've been I, better at home in the playoffs. I will say it's shocking how much they've been out rebounded, out hustled. Yeah, and I forgot. The fact, I sh- yeah, I should take a picture. Just the fact Miami that. honestly played much harder, and 
they they just they've been the better team all series. That like they deserve to win the series over the Knicks, and it's very frustrating because, in my opinion, the Knicks this series the Knicks have a little bit more talent. And I just but the yeah, defensive yeah. The, the defensive mentality of the Miami Heat really clamped down on the Knicks offensively. The Knicks haven't been able to get anything off the ball off the dribble. And hold on, kid. Let me let me dump some cold water on you, you, you Knicks guys. This should have been a sweep. The only reason this series wasn't a sweep is Jimmy Butler got hurt in game two and you got lucky again. Yeah, I mean, that that game was looking bad too. And pretty much this series looked pretty bad. Like I said before, Bellas has guys playing out very hard right now, but it's frustrating to watch the rebounds from game one to now. Like this team. And especially like considering that's what won you the last series was the fact that. But like they're, yeah, they're just. Can someone lower that TV in the background? Um, might be Hayden. But like, yeah, it's. They're just a little bit. They're they're the better team. And I look, Julius Randle's not good again in the playoffs. Yeah, that too. Lower the TV a little bit. I. This is we talked about this when we were doing the preview for this, and we we were talking about like the difference between him and Donovan Mitchell. And I said, I've seen Donovan Mitchell win a playoff series. I still stand by that because it's still a thing that happened. Mm. We have yet to see Julius Randle not be a pumpkin. Um, uh, which, like, he's a good regular season player, but it's harder when your your diet consists of difficult shots and bully ball. And they and you're, you know, you're not a good defender. Um, it, it's a tough series for him to be in, so... I, I don't know what they do with him this offseason. The good news is, at least for Knicks fans, like this, this is the best way for them to go out. Um, yeah, you're, you're no, not, not going into this. They, they yes, arguably lost. They arguably lost to a to an inferior team. No, no, they got they. You if you're going down the line of where you're you're picking, um, like the best players in the series, the best Nick is maybe the third best player in the series. Uh, like that's where you're looking. Yeah. Like they were not oh, the better like Bam. Teams. So it yeah, so Jimmy Bam and then like yeah. Brunson, maybe Brunson over like like Kevin Love or Kayla or one of the the Struces and stuff. Like like they weren't the better team. This is the best possible outcome with them because they're not going to be like, oh shit, we're right there. It's this is a good they step. Need, that, yeah, they need help that we can now build off of, and maybe guys will actually come to New York. Not just because it's New York, but because we actually have a team that's worth like guys coming to. Like you yeah. have, like you have, and and maybe teams will be like, "Hey, I want to go to New York instead of saying, hey, I want to go to Miami. I want to go to Philly.' Like, and you, they have the assets to do that. So this is the best possible way for them to do it. It's like, hey, we got this young, hungry team. Uh, you know, maybe we overchoose the first one, but we understand like. We can now build this internal. You know, we're gonna bring back yeah. we're gonna bring back Josh Hart. Quigley's gonna get better. Maybe we package Obi and something. Maybe you sell high on Barrett, maybe you sell low on Randall. Like there's there's stuff here. This is this is not them coming in thinking, oh shit, we're right here. Let's trade three first rounders for like DeJounte Burry type shit. Like that's yeah. the that was the analogy that they didn't want was them being that that Hawks team. And they're they're not. Like no. This is the best Knicks team in like a decade, but you like like don't fuck it up by trying to go all in when you're not you're not you're not one piece away. I mean, yeah. unless you like 
You have to land a superstar. Like you have, you to, have to get yes. like 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 a KD away or something yeah. like bullshit like that, yeah. which you're yeah. not going to get like no. Like and that's like, like frustrated in, Luca in Dallas going yeah. to reunite. Luca's not going to leave this. Luca's going to leave next. Yeah. yeah. I, although they're I talking agree. about potentially getting Middleton in eight. Although I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. But yeah, I agree. You know, we knew how this heat team is, and I know like yes, they have like seven undrafted players, but they always play everyone extremely tough. They Hustle, Spo has them just coached so well. But the thing that bothers me is rebounding. If they crash the boards as hard as Miami did and had a good rebound battle, they will have opportunity series. But I agree in terms of this is the best thing because getting to the Eastern Conference Finals with this team, I think I think the Knicks would think they're a lot closer when there has been a lot of breaks in this playoffs not this is yeah this is the box or whoever like yeah like this is the fluckiest playoffs since 2015 yeah like 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 the knicks not having to face a box or a 76ers or boston or whoever right away like you know like they've gotten pretty lucky um but no i i think randall this was his postseason that kind of proved to be the second guy and it's looking right now that he's like the third guy on a good team, like you know, like I would trust. And his attitude keeps getting worse and yeah. worse and worse. Like, and what and I've talked about with you in the regular season, exactly, with his attitude problems, and, and it's, it's a black cloud. Thing, yeah, and that's the thing that's like scary to me is like I don't know if they can convince him if they bring another star in that if he was okay to defer to be the third guy. Like, and I'm not trying to because. The old LeBron, like this is, I'm just talking about if you look at like the old LeBron Heat teams, like it took a lot for Chris Bosch to be like, okay, I'm the third man here, but he did it to win championships. Not saying like the Knicks are anywhere near that, but like if they brought in another star and they kept somehow kept Randall, like I wonder if he's like going to be okay with that. Like I have less touches. I guess I'm one of the leaders, but like I'm not scoring as high because you can't trust him in the postseason right now. And I, I know he's been banged up, but this is the second straight postseason that he's played below you, his regular you season can't, You can't trust him as a number one. Everyone knows that. No, no. But as I said, like Brunson's technically now the number one, unless they get someone in the offseason. But, like, Brunson's well, now the number, RJ is on number two. My, uh, my problem with the Knicks is, is that this series, the, this series that the Heat have that one closer, Jimmy Butler, that's really that one player who could big, who could hit a big shot. The Knicks don't have that real – like they don't have that guy. They don't have that yeah. sniper. Like they don't have Jalen Brunson. Sorry, nice player. He's not Jimmy Butler in the clutch time. Ju- no. Julius Randle's not that guy. Like all these teams have that guy that Knicks don't like, and that's why they're not going to go to the probably the Eastern Conference Finals. They don't no, have that. They don't have someone. Player. They don't have someone that they consistently look at. Like we saw, yeah. and I know, I know, like Sacramento got eliminated, but they knew every fourth quarter, get the box the ball. Just get him the ball. He'll make plays. Like the Knicks don't have that going. Like like the like every other team. Well, it was every it was Brunson last series. So Brian, like yeah, Brunson, Brunson did. Brunson did every didn't every other every but other it, team it, in, yeah. in uh in the got, playoffs yeah. right now has that one player. Like the Suns have Durant. But again, or this Booker. is this is a a thing that has generally happened. If Brunson is your best player, it is hard to win a championship, especially now when your best player is a small guard. Like yeah. it's almost like never happened. Like the only exception you could really argue is Steph Curry, but he's just so absurdly good at shooting that it changes everything else anyway. Like and he also had Clay Thompson to be a, a solid closer for him too. Right. Like he, he needed to. Like your best player being a small guard will cap like AI was probably the best at it because he was the one who got to the finals. Yeah. But like 
you got you have to have either a wing or a big guy who can do it. Agreed. Uh, and it's not like they can't go get him. I don't know who it would be. Uh, yeah, I don't know who it would be either because it's going to be interesting this offseason on who gets. Well, the, the, I hear I hear that they're in the they're in the. They're in the rumor. They're in the works for Luca or Giannis. Those are the two guys that they're looking at. Yeah, and that, thing, that are linked you know, to the Knicks. I've, I've Knicks. seen the Giannis rumors, but I think I don't think he's leaving. I, I don't think he's There's... leaving either. I can't see him leave there, especially with like the supermax. Like, I, I, I don't think I, he I, wants to. I don't think he, he wants he, to either. I think he enjoys think he being a Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. At this point, like, if he especially was after leave, winning the title. Yeah, he, yeah. If he was going to leave, it would have happened already. Yeah, and I exactly. He it should have been Dallas. It yeah. it just it fucking should have been Dallas just because. God, I would love to have seen him with Luca. Uh, that would have been so much fun. It would have been uh, but Luca, I think, would be the next. Luca's the next big guy who's going to move because, like, the only guy who's like close to that is Cat. Yeah, like he would be Luca and Cat are the next big names to be. Uh, I don't know. Luca's probably not going to move till next after next year. Um, yeah, I think he's going to give it one more season, depending yeah, on if he's, they he's, bring back Kyrie and whatever they do this off season. But if they don't add any additions, I think that's it. Yeah, pretty much. He's, he's probably and all, you know, depending on what they have with this pick too. Like if they have the tenth pick, they're probably going to shop, which is probably which is a mistake. Yeah, because uh, the you know you, what are you building around that? Uh, if you're shopping that pick, like you, you just have Jaden Hardy, like you need you need some young guys to to build up. Like this is they're they're, they're guys like this that um, teams teams luck into where they and then this has happened like with LeBron and it kind of happened with Luca where they're so fucking good that you can't tank, like you can't build yeah, around them no matter what um, you do. Yeah, you can't like because they like like a baseline is like forty wins, yeah. um, and so you've been you, so the first round picks aren't as reliable. And they swung and they missed. Like the Przingis trade in on paper made sense. The Kyrie trade, at least offensively, made sense. Defensively, it was a disaster. Yeah. Like um, letting Brunson go for nothing, like not even doing the sign and trade was a was was a mistake. Like you, at the very least, if you're going to lose something, you need to get an asset back for it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I don't think Luca's coming to New York. Uh, because even let's say he even says, okay, I want to be a trade. You know, somebody like Oklahoma city or fucking um, Utah or uh, New Orleans is going to throw 11 first rounders at them. And (laughs) it's not going to matter because they're not theirs. (laughs) Yeah. that's So yeah, it's going to be interesting, but like I said, with with the Knicks, you know, we've seen he going to run like this before. So I'm not going to be upset if the heat advance, uh, just because I think the Knicks are learning a lot of hopefully valuable lessons on what they need to do in terms of roster construction going forward. Trade for Jimmy Butler in the offseason when the heat blow it up, they don't win the title. <laughs> and if you're going to have Fizz okay. there or not, too, that's the question. Well, yeah, Tibbs is easier to replace than like, like Bud, because Tibbs isn't as good a coach. Uh, yeah, Tibbs, the thing with Tibbs is that. Every stop he goes, it's like a he has like a few. He's a good like. Life. He's a good like. He'll make your team respectable. Yeah, like you, exactly. You're, you're you're probably not going to win a title with him if you ha- asking him to build a shitty team up. Like yeah. maybe he could take a team over the hump, but we haven't seen it. But like you're not going to be a bad team. Like no. he's 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 a good steward coach for for a couple of years. 
I, I think he's a good coach for teams that have a good mix of veteran talent or a a lot of veteran talent, but for like a younger team, we've seen that fall apart real fast. Well, he, so, he's done better here than he did at like Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, I think he's done a, a really solid job here, but like, I don't think I'm not going to say he's not the guy, but I don't think well, he's going to be the, the younger, the younger, the younger players right now don't necessarily relate to his mentality of yeah. grinded out, and it's not running, running his running yeah. players to the yeah. ground. And also, they it's, don't really not fit. necessarily. Like, like Obi was not a good pick for them. Like that too. Like he was not the right pick. No. They they blew three number eight picks, two of which probably shouldn't be in the league anymore. But one of them is like still there hanging around because actually I think they both are. Frank's still in the league, right? He's in Dallas. No, Kino was with Dallas last season. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you fucked that one up. Yeah. You never knocked. Still like. Kevin Knox, Knox, was, Knox was t- he was with Knox Atlanta or Detroit? Detroit. He's in Detroit, I think. Now he's in Detroit. Like, the, the the Knox trade was it the Knox pick is indefensible. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> real bad. Yeah, Mike like, was yeah. that the year Michael Porter? That was the Michael. Nuggets? That was the pick. If, yeah. That was like yeah. that will always be like. I mean, Michael Porter landed at the perfect spot for him. Um, he did, but like that was a Knicks pick all over all like yeah. the Obi pick like. I think Obi was taken kind of because they fucked up. They, they didn't end up with Donovan Mitchell. And it was like, oh, this is like a New York guy. Like, we got to get yeah. this New York guy. Yeah. I think they thought he was the best guy on the board at the time. New York guy, good story, wanted to be a Nick. I think that's why they took the chance. Uber athletic. But with Tibbs running Randall to the ground, Obi didn't really get a lot of minutes to develop. Yeah. He's, he's had flashes, yeah. but, like, he hasn't gotten consistent enough minutes to be, like, a guy that you took or a rotation guy that you could trust and like, yeah. like just give you spot. Minutes. Yeah. Like well, Cause yeah. you don't really know. And the problem is he's older. Like he, yeah, he played four. he played four years of college ball. I think he's like 25 years? right now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not sure. Like kind of like Chris, Chris Duarte, who was like really good when he started. And then he's now like, like an average dude. Like yeah. they, they don't have like, they're good for like an, they're like, they're good if you're like the 20th pick and go like a playoff caliber team. Like he was a developmental guy that they kind of didn't do. Also, like I don't know where who are you gonna fucking get for him. I mean, maybe uh, I don't think I don't think Budenholz is coaching next year. Um, I, I imagine he's gonna take a year off. Um, I think yeah. Nick Nurse has more attractive options. I, I don't know who else is even like. I saw Kevin Ollie's up for a job. He's he up. Being one of the college uh, Where is he a finalist for? He's a what? finalist for Detroit. Detroit, yeah, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Detroit's not going to hire him either. Uh, Detroit's not going to hire uh, Tibbs either. Um, he would be bad there. Oh, he'd be uh, horrendous there. But like, yeah, I so like obviously there's there's like younger guys who you could like pick off a bench. I'm sure there's another Popovich assistant somebody could steal. There's somebody I, I imagine the Celtics are probably going to change up their uh, their coaching tree just because I'm sure a lot of it is is uh, they lost guys the too. Yeah, they lost Damon Stoudemire too to college. He went to he got hired as a college head coach. Well, I, I would say if you're gonna make a splash because you're the Knicks hire Becky Hammond. Um yeah. because that would be that would be fucking crazy. That would no, Tibbs is gonna be in next year. Tibbs gonna be in. Yeah, I think yeah, Tibbs will be in next year. But if there's any sort of he can't have a year or two again as a, the dictator. Like you can't be the the fifth seed and then 
not make the play in. Like, you know, like you just, you, we can't have yeah, that. Like, like, like last year, year Randall yeah, was exactly. terrible. Like you can't have the repeat. I don't, I, I don't think they're in the level where they would be there. Cause I, I don't think the East is good enough that there's going to be enough teams to, to push them down. Like who, yeah. who is going to improve next year? That's going to knock them out. Maybe, maybe Chicago. Maybe, maybe I don't, I don't trust Toronto. Cause I, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe Toronto. Not Minnesota. Well, uh, watch, watch for a team that's honestly. I think Orlando's going to improve. Yeah, Orlando's not, probably going to improve. Orlando's going to yeah. improve. Yeah, yeah. Because they have uh, uh, Palo. Palo, they got. The yeah, they have Palo, and they're going to have another yeah. top. They, they, they're going to be. Year. They're going to be better next year. I don't know how right. much better. But like, they're going to be a little. Are better. they like? Yo, know, they're probably going to be playing good next year. Yeah, they're year. playing they're good. Be, they're definitely. Yeah, they'll be, playing they'll be good. playing good. The way they played in the second half, they'll be playing good. And the Wizards are going to just perpetually be, you know. Seven through ten, ten, yeah, somewhere, somewhere, like, yeah. I, so, like, I don't think they're really in danger of, of doing it. I think the only reason they end up in the play-in is like Brunson gets hurt for like an extended period of time. But yeah, it's it's got to be. You have to prove it against a better team. Like, if they run into like Philly or Milwaukee next year and they get routed again, and or they they get swept. Or they like lose in five and it's like a, a fluky game that they win, then they'll probably make shakeups. But this is like we've talked about this. It's congratulations, you had a better season than anyone expected you to. Yep. Jalen Brunson is better than you. My my concern is that this is gonna be a mirage and that it's not gonna be sustainable this year. Like they had one good year and then next year it's gonna be they're gonna be crap after yeah. this. We, we've, we seen that, we've seen this in the past where they've had a good year and it's like they haven't been able to sustain it. Yeah. We'll have to see. Okay. It's going to be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I think something's this team has more heart than they, they, they did like two years ago. Like, oh, I, I agree think, with Oh, that. yeah. No, their roster is definitely, definitely way better than it was definitely. two years ago. And I think – but, again, they – are they going to stay where they are between four and five or are they going to be borderline – like, well, Okay, well, the then – yeah. All right, so let's then, – then let's ask this. If they're not going to make a trade, their path to get better is you actually hope RJ pops off. Yeah. Like that's it. You, you need him to develop even more. And that's like that. That's their only way forward. Like you yeah. can't. Mitchell Robinson's not going to get anything. No, he's what he is, which could should he, be a double. He will, double he'll now. never be able to shoot outside of three feet. No. Um, he'll probably have a month where he he remembers how to not foul people. But like, like that's it. Like, I, I maybe like I don't. I can't imagine Emmanuel quickly is going to be that much better than he was this year. Maybe Grimes gets better. Maybe make, they actually play McBride. Um, but like. It's RJ, right? They're like that's the only. If they don't, if, yeah. If they don't do anything to upgrade the roster, then yeah, they would need RJ to step up even more. Well, that's, that's for sure. Something's got to give, boys. When it comes to the New York Knicks, if they make, if they extend the series, great. If not, reality will stick, will sink in. And it's up to see if Leon Rose will take responsibility and take this team to the next level. All in all, time will tell. But with that, we've hit on our series. We'll check back in in a few days and ultimately see where the rest of this postseason is going. Great stuff. Hayden, Alex, and Fresh Faces. We'll see you soon. See you guys soon. Great work, everybody. Thumbs up. 
I really appreciate you guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Pod, TikTok at Productive Conversations, and look up Productive Conversations, and Matt Brown on Facebook. Be sure to check out all the exclusive NBA content coming your way in the next few weeks as these playoff series are coming to a close in the quarterfinals and then we will get ready to preview the conference finals we will see who makes the final four there and who's going to play for the east who's going to play for the west and then before you know it's going to be june 1st and that's when the nba finals tip off so a lot of good stuff coming your way this month all things nba playoffs it's going to be exciting we are back on tuesday with a new friend of the show coming to join us for the first time making his productive conversations debut it's jeter man one he is a rapper singer songwriter dancer very good dancer and such a great guy to be around check out his socials before we are all set to talk to him and drop that episode on tuesday jeter man one across all social media platforms check out why this guy is so damn cool and yeah i hope everybody has a good start to the week hope everybody finishes off strong please watch beef on netflix it is a very very entertaining show succession is coming to an end the final three episodes we also have the final three episodes of barry i'm about to start butkus on peacock that's pete davidson's new show a lot of great tv is coming on and yeah we are you know i'm not part of the writers guild but i definitely support writers and i just want to say we are with the writers guild from the productive conversations podcast hopefully they make a deal with the studios the strike ends everybody gets paid what they deserve and that comes to an end soon so let's go team wga and how about dolo with the ufc picks he literally was undefeated if you bet all three on a parlay, you would have won. Great job from Dolo. Check out his reaction to winning this week across our social media platforms. We have a bunch of reels there. And yeah, I hope New York baseball wakes the fuck up. We've been focusing on the NBA and NHL playoffs. Well, mostly the NBA playoffs here. And I've been uh, seeing what I can with the NHL playoffs with the Rangers being eliminated and the Knicks on the brink of elimination. And I just want to talk about the Knicks on my perspective didn't really get a chance to talk too much but ultimately those guys made great points I'm still gonna give the hope that they fight they extend the series as long as possible it's gonna sting either way if Wednesday night is the night where the season ends for the Knicks so be it um gonna be bummed out but uh you know might as well if we're gonna deal with that if we're going to deal with that frustration, might as well get that out of the way and start focusing on next season because there is a lot to bounce off with this team. There is a lot of potential. Got to re-sign Josh Hart. That should be the, uh, the first thing you do. And then hopefully we add to this core, figure out what we're going to do with Julius Randle. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, the Knicks are the Knicks. They're still alive, down three games to one. 
and you just gotta believe this team is a special. This team has the potential of being a really special one. Of course, it's it's gonna be special on a historical perspective, making the second round, uh, bringing life to the garden again, um, having the Knicks just be taken seriously, and making the playoffs two of the last three years. It, it's finally, finally time for the Knicks to start an era where things really go in our perspective. What was it? From 88 to 2001, the Knicks didn't miss the playoffs. Why don't we start that era right here in the 2020s? Only this time, we win a championship. So we'll see what happens to the Knicks. When everybody's hurt and when nobody's making their shots, and even with a struggling Miami team, being able to still outplay the Knicks despite their woes, you know you have a problem there. I don't know if uh, things are going to miraculously change. We record the intro on Wednesday evening, probably after the Knicks game, and talk about if they're moving on or not. It's going to be very, very interesting to see. And... Let's hope they make it to a Game 7. That would be on Monday night at Madison Square Garden if they can extend it. But again, we are not going to touch the money. We are just going to focus on the here and now and just believe in the Knicks. Don't forget to to believe in yourself. Don't forget to push and not give up. And let's make the most of the next few days. Thank you to Hayden Nather, Fresh Faces, New Ideas, Alex Young for what they've done contributing to the panel on this episode amazing stuff as always appreciate you guys so much and i love talking nba thank you to alexander de for what he does behind the scenes in promoting our show and uh, giving us a social media presence and thank you the greatest fans and listeners in the world for always supporting us and always making us believe and in return we give you nothing but great content my name is matt brown i am the host of the productive conversations podcast and i'll see you on thursday much love everybody jeter man won in a couple of days peace and if you're recording a podcast make sure you are not watching the game with somebody in the background sorry for those people who heard uh we'll take care of that for the next time all right much love everybody see you on thursday peace all she needed was some